Proverbs 23, 1-8, these are God's words. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, consider carefully what is before you, and put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. Do not overwork to be rich. Because of your own understanding, cease. Will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. Do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. The morsel you have eaten, you will vomit up and waste your pleasant words. So far, the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. In the first three verses, when he says, when you sit down to eat with the ruler, consider carefully what is before you and put your a knife to your throat if you're a man uh, given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. Uh, and this is in three different ways. One, uh, if you uh, abuse or gorge yourself upon uh, the generosity, which may not be true generosity, as we'll hear in verses 6 or 8, but upon the generosity uh, of a ruler, you offend him, and it's not worth whatever it was that you enjoyed from him. The second way uh, is not to not to desire that you would be uh, in the place of a ruler. Uh, you might come to the ruler's house and see what the ruler has and think, Oh, if only I, uh, if only I was the ruler, uh, then I could have these things. And the things that you get in the ruler's house uh, could end up being the uh, the means by which you become envious or covetous. Uh, this is always uh, a danger to us because of our fleshliness. Not just when we're with someone of uh, higher rank or higher means than we are, but really. Uh, with anybody who has different things uh, than we do because we are so uh, prone to covetousness. Uh, And so we need to uh, watch out against that impulse in our heart, uh, whether it's with somebody's gifts or abilities or the wealth that they have, the food that they have, the clothing that they wear, uh, the things that they have liberty to do, anything in God's providence towards them that is different towards us. We must watch against our hearts. Uh, not to be discontented, watch against our hearts, not to violate uh, the 10th commandment. Uh, And then, uh, in the last place, not only because we might offend, not only because we might covet, uh, but very closely related to the covetousness, uh, we need to remember uh, that that which we think uh, will be pleasant and desirable uh, does not end up actually satisfying Uh, It is the Lord who satisfies, uh, and we must be uh, aware not just of being covetous of others, but of thinking that the stuff that looks so good to our eyes, uh, that we will get from it the comfort or pleasure uh, or uh, satisfaction, whatever it is uh, that is in front of us. And this is actually, in many cases, literally with respect to food. For many uh, of us, the uh, there is this irrational temptation that we know better than uh, if we are to think clearly through it, uh, but you uh, just munch in order to satisfy or to placate 
uh, boredom or anxiety uh, or just uh, looking for uh, some form of, of comfort or feeling of well-being that the food cannot give you. Uh, and so uh, many reasons then to watch uh, against appetite specifically for food, but really for any earthly thing. Uh, closely related, uh, not an appetite to consume, but an appetite just to have uh, or to possess. Do not work, do not overwork to be rich. Uh, now, the truth that he tells us uh, in verse 5, that riches are not what they appear to be, and uh, they fly away anyway, that they are uh, quite easily uh, lost and uh, they cannot be relied upon. Uh, it's not enough to just know that because people who do know that, they still work super hard just to have a little more money. Like the man who later ended up being president, uh, but uh, 10, 15 years before he was president, he was on uh, one of these uh, television shows with a guy who does interviews, and uh, the man asked him, how much is enough? Don't you think you have enough money? How much is enough? And the man answered, one more dollar. Uh, there was no amount that would ever be enough. So it's not enough for us to know uh, that wealth is unreliable uh, and uh, easily uh, destroyed or lost. We have to respond to our understanding. So this last, this second part of verse 4 is actually a big part of life. Because of your own understanding cease. Not enough to know what is rational. We have to actually be self-controlled, controlled by our minds, sober-minded, uh, which is one of the uh, characteristics that we have seen often in First Timothy and Titus. Uh, that officers in the church ought to have and that uh, elders and pastors uh, should teach the people of the congregation to have. Uh, this is one of the things that we're hopefully going to be thinking about as we get into the battle plan for the mind book, how to make use of the scripture and what we know of the scripture for governing our thoughts, for regulating our life, our affections, our behavior so that we will not be those who know many true things, but live as fools uh, anyway. And then in the last place, verses 6 through 8, understanding the type of person you may be dealing with and uh, not uh, always presuming upon generosity, uh, especially knowing that generosity is not always generosity. Uh, do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies. Okay, so uh, similar with the uh, the rich man earlier, and we said earlier that the, our first application of verses 1 through 3 is especially this one. Verse 7 now. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Not as he says with his lips. Many people are not as they say with their lips. Uh, and so it is wisdom to be guarded at first. It's it's not being uh, distrustful. It's just having a good doctrine of total depravity and knowing that the Bible teaches you that people are often different in their hearts than they are with their mouth. And it says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you. But is he saying eat and drink in his heart? No, he's calculating the cost 
of every uh, of every gram that you put in your mouth. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. The morsel you have eaten you will vomit up and waste your pleasant words. Uh, you will find that you did not eat his kindness towards you. The idea of the morsel is not just the food there. It's, oh, he's having table fellowship with me. He's inviting me uh, to... Uh, to be his companion, his friend. But his heart isn't with you. That's what a friend is. is someone whose heart is with you. And so what you thought was a participation in a friendship uh, actually isn't. Uh, so verse you know, verse 8 isn't saying that like he's going to give you Ipecac syrup and uh, make you puke out what you've eaten. Uh, but what you thought it meant, you will lose just as if you had had a pleasant meal and you vomited it. Uh, and the picture in verse uh, 8 is you're enjoying the food. You think he's enjoying, you're enjoying the food. You're speaking to him uh, pleasantly. You're enjoying the conversation. Uh, you think that he is uh, enjoying conversation uh, with you too. Uh, and you speak kindly to him, uh, expressing affection. But the affection is not just not reciprocated, but actually not received. And all those pleasant words uh, are wasted. What a dreadful thing uh, this is in verses 6 through 8. And one of the first applications then for us is not, is not uh, watch out for misers. The first application, I think, is don't be the miser. Be generous in your heart, not just with your words. Be generous with your heart, not just with your things. Uh, offer people a true kindness not an inwardly calculating, begrudging, uh, quote-unquote kindness that ends up being despising if they take it. Uh, but then on the, other, uh, on the other side of that, not only to guard our own hearts, that we ourselves would not be the miser, uh, but that we would know that there are miserly people uh, and that uh, before uh, we get into the level of friendship with someone uh, where we are willing to receive um, uh, kindnesses and charities and so forth. You know, we can much more quickly get into the level of where we're willing to give. Because <laughs> if we give and they abuse it, well, uh, that's all right. It was really unto the Lord first and foremost anyway. Uh, but wait in your friendships, wait in your relationships. This is Bible wisdom. Uh, to be willing to receive generosities like that um, until you have more cause to think, uh, more uh, more confidence to think that this really is uh, an expression of, of genuine friendship and kindness uh, from them. Uh, and then, of course, uh, side application. Sometimes, uh, so long as you are not necessarily thinking or hoping that um, it is uh, an expression of their own kindness, uh, it is okay to. Uh, to receive from others, knowing that it is a kindness from God, uh, and having your interaction primarily with Him. Not that we should abuse others, uh, but sometimes the Lord does help us by others who maybe they are not so begrudging, or maybe they are not so generous, maybe they are begrudging, uh, but they who maybe not meant it for evil, maybe just didn't necessarily mean it for good, they may still be instruments to us of God meaning it. Are good. So there's 
uh, a fair amount of wisdom involved in applying verses 6 through 8 well. But we thank God for giving us a extended passage here at the beginning of chapter 23 to uh, teach us how to think about uh, material things and the use of money and so forth. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you and praise you that the earth and the sea are full of your possessions so that we may know that all have been dedicated by you for our good. And we pray, O Lord, then that you would help us to have a view of you and a view of material things that guards against covetousness or uh, or finding uh, satisfaction or security uh, in material things. Uh, and we pray that you would help us to be generous with others, but not to presume on others' generosity with us. Lord, don't let us trust in riches. Uh, grant unto us to receive whatever we have as from your hand and as coming from a love and generosity uh, that desires what is best for us and knows just what and how much that is. We praise you, O God, uh, who are to us such a perfect father in the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for giving him as the indescribable gift. And we praise you, Lord Jesus, that you who were rich for our sakes became poor, that we might be rich toward God in you. And so we ask these things in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.